ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Don't 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. What a blessing. Keep clapping your hands wherever you are and just give God, give God the best hand clap of your life. Give God the best hand clap of your life. And I believe that God is blessing us. God is increasing us. And God is good to us. Tonight, I have great joy to come your way once again with a word from the Lord. Say a word from the Lord. A word from the Lord. And uh, we have been looking at the subject backsliding. And I'm going to be on it for a while. Because you need to be very well educated about this evil. You need... To know as much as you can know about this subject. It is a robber of destiny. It is a deleter of great anointings. 
it removes people who could have otherwise been great pastors. They become drunkards in blue kiosks. A lot of unbelievers in town could have been great ministers in the house of God. But backsliding set in. That's why I'm praying that you will be very, very sensitive to any situation that will let your love for God begin to drop. It is not a good thing to, to decrease your commitment to the things of God. The best thing that will ever happen to you is to know God. If you want to give somebody a great gift, if you want to give somebody a great blessing, give the person Jesus. Oh yes. If you, if, if you build a house for somebody and the person doesn't know Jesus Christ, you have just accommodated a, a, a serial fornicator. You have just accommodated a, a, a weed smoker who is going to use that house to, to destroy himself. That's why, uh, was this Spurgeon or so, who said, education without morality or spirituality results in intelligent criminals. When you educate somebody and the person doesn't have morality or spirituality, you have just, you have just created a highly intelligent criminal, evil person. Because without God, without Christ, we are evil. We are evil. I told you the other day that another name for human being is evil. Yes. Next to the devil is human beings. If you take devil away, you are looking at a human being. We are very bad. We are very bad. That's why Jesus Christ said, If ye then, being evil, he should have said, being, is it Luke 11:13? If ye then, being humans, being ordinary human beings, know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more your heavenly father. But he didn't want to use the word human being. The synonym he found was evil. Only Jesus can bring the best out of a person. So when you have found this God, this Jesus, it is unthinkable. It is unthinkable that you, 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 you walk away from him. It's unthinkable. It is the same as having fresh living water and you are drinking water from a gutter. It's unthinkable. It's unthinkable that you will meet God and one day walk away from him. It, it, it is unthinkable because the best you will ever find is God. Those who haven't found God and seemingly are enjoying life haven't met God. When they meet God, they will know that there was a better life they never found. But you have found him. You cannot go back. Galatians chapter 3, verse 3. Galatians chapter 3, verse 3. Have you seen it there? Say, are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect? By the flesh? 
<laughs> having begun in the spirit. So, so, so this, and you see, the word, this is a Bible, this, this is not, I'm not the one using such words. It's a Bible. This is Paul. Say, so you are foolish. Because the only word we can use to describe you is that you are foolish, or you are a fool, or you are an idiot, or you are an imbecile. You are a nincompoop. You are mad. Are you so foolish? Because it's unthinkable that you will begin in the spirit and end up in the flesh. But it happens. It is possible that you can begin in the spirit and end up in the flesh. Anything you see about somebody, know that it can be your story. That's why in our local uh, tradition we say, if you see your friend's beard on fire, just find a bucket of water and put it by your side. Because you should know that there's nothing special about you. That what is happening to your friend can happen to you. If somebody can begin in the spirit and now be made perfect in the flesh, it's like perfect, a perfect unbeliever, a perfect sinner. Hey, think about it. I mean, perfected in the flesh. Smoking, fooling, stealing. I mean, yahooing. Yahooing. Yahoo boy. <laughs> but they were, in the, they were in the church. So, 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 there is something called begin in the spirit and end up Perfectly in the flesh. It is that transition. It is that precipitous drop we call backsliding. And before you are perfected in the flesh, you you, you will be falling and dropping slowly in the spirit. You will be less and less spiritual with time. Less and less spiritual, less and less spiritual before the ultimate announcement comes that Sister Jackie is like that, Sister Stella has done the Sister, whatever brother, this is now a weed smoker. How was he not the one who was who, who was a shepherd? How did he become a weed smoker? It's a process, but note Galatians 3 3. You can begin in the spirit and slowly end up in the flesh. Demas was in the spirit with Paul. The last time we heard of him, he had forsaken Paul. He said, Demas has forsaken me. Haven't loved this present world. Before you know it, he's an unbeliever. My dear friend, today I want to tell you that you can also backslide. You can also backslide. So when I come to you and I come to talk about the symptoms of backsliding, the symptoms, symptoms of backsliding, you need to know that it can also be 
your story. We have had a couple of them. Bad company is a symptom. Bad company. Not working with correct people. You know, there are people who think that when they attend church, that's okay. That's all. That, that, that's it. Attending church is, is less than 1%. It's less than 1,000th of your spiritual life. To know that somebody is backsliding, look at the person's friends. The next, thing we, the, the next symptom we saw was looking backwards. People who like their past. He likes the time he was having with his friends. She misses the time she was having with her boyfriend. People who are stuck to the past, we call them the Lot's wife. Lot's wife syndrome. People who, no matter what is ahead of them, they are fixed and fixated to the past. Looking backwards. You are, not, you are not supposed to be looking backwards. You are supposed to be looking forward. The Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. All of us, our eyes are on Jesus. Our eyes are not looking at our past experiences, our past excitement we had with some girl, our past excitement we had with some boy. As you are broke right now, you are looking for, you are looking for the man who used to give you money and, and, and sleep with you once a while. You can't look back. You can't look back. You can't look back. Our eyes are on Jesus Christ. So, 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 so I want you today to understand that if these things are found in you, you are backsliding. Overconfidence. Stubbornness. Christian surprises. That's a big one. These are symptoms. You meet somebody who has been, who is shocked that a pastor was smoking. Or a pastor has, has, has been arrested for stealing. How? How? Pastor has gone to have a baby with another woman and his husband is outdooring. He is 54 and his husband is outdooring. How? Is this Christianity? You must know God for yourself. The God we know is not the pastor's God. It's not a church's God. You yourself must have a personal interaction with God. You must know God yourself. Yourself. Because a bad wind will blow. (laughs) <laughs> the next one is to be easily offended when you meet people who are very touchy you must be careful around them easily offended you know that this person even next year I'll be surprised if this brother is in the church offenses people who are sensitive 
to what people say about them say to them and you must treat them very carefully you must you must be very careful you are handling them please 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 if you are that type better ask god to harden harden your resolve being sensitive to these things is not it's not going to take you anywhere you won't last in church you won't last in marriage you won't last anywhere because i told you last week that life is full of nonsense so if you are a person who is easily offended, then it means you can't stay anywhere. Because everywhere, and anywhere, politics, ministry, education, business, I mean, life is like that. So you must be able to withstand offenses. That's why everybody must have somebody who speaks to you. Somebody who talks to you. Very important. The next one, number seven, is forgetfulness. People who forget. They just forget. Because you must forget before you backslide. Yes. It's, it's a prerequisite. Forgetfulness is a prerequisite. You must forget. There are certain things, if you, if you have certain good experiences... On your mind, you can't, you can't do something. You can't behave in a certain way. You need to forget the things God has done for you. To be able to backslide. That's why I advised you last week. Keep a journal. Take pictures. So you will always remind yourself of, 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 of the, the major inputs the miracles, the deliverance, and the blessings of God in your life, you can easily forget. Today, I'm going on to talk about the next symptom. Say symptom. Or can you say symptom? It's very, very important that you, 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 respect symptoms because that was that is all you are going to have a symptom is all you are going to have i told you last week the real things are rare real kidney is rare real liver is rare real stomach is rare <laughs> There should, be ma- there should be a way to determine that the stomach is sick. Just by symptoms and signs. No, no, no. This problem is a gastritis. This is a gastritis. When are you going to see the pancreas? But you should be able to say, this thing is acute pancreatitis. Spot on. The real is rare. In the same way, real devils are rare. The brother who will make you fall will not come as a wee smoking beer drinking brother. He will come as a frontliner in the choir. He may even come as a scripture-quoting brother. 
But you must have certain stigmata, stigmata, to tell that, hey, this guy is not correct. A comment he makes about the pastor. He doesn't pay his tithes. He's careless about what he says about God. He said, no, this guy is not. I said, the real is rare. Real treacherous people are rare. Nobody will come and say, the girl who will make you fall will not come as a sexy dancer. She may come possibly with slit and cover. I'm telling you. I said, the girl who will make you fall will not come in high heels and, and uh, sexy dancer. Just, uh, just, no, when? What was that? When? Have you even seen one before? She will come with a Bible. She will WhatsApp a song by Hillsong and ask you if you can come and teach her or help her to learn the words well. She will, she will introduce herself by saying how she was blessed by the message. And, and, and that scripture you use really blessed her. Because the last time was at a conference when somebody used that verse. But the way you explained it was very powerful. She's inching herself into your life. I said, real is rare. If you are without the knowledge of symptoms... You will be dribbled. Real orangus are rare. You need to use signs. And sometimes the signs are there for years. But we fail to acknowledge it. So, pa! A person bites. Today, I'm giving you one sign. One, one symptom, sorry. And two symptoms. And three symptoms. And four symptoms. <laughs> glory to God. I said, glory to God. The next symptom that shows that you are backsliding is not fasting. Not fasting. Fasting keeps the believer from backsliding. Fasting. People who don't fast. When you meet somebody, a brother who is constantly putting on weight, <laughs> become, becoming tough. So the guy is tough. <laughs> Always tough. You are looking at somebody who can backslide. Because <laughs> in the Bible, the word associated with fasting is affliction. In fact, the word affliction can be interchanged for fasting. Isaiah 58 and verse number 3. There you see it there. It says, Wherefore have we fasted? Wherefore have we fasted? Say they, and thou seest not. Wherefore have we afflicted our soul? So fasting is affliction. And Psalm 119 verse 67 says, before I was afflicted, I went astray. So a life without affliction is a life that goes astray. You need affliction to stay on course. Stay on course. 
take it again. Psalm 119. Watch out. I'm talking to the believers in this service who are just working with God and, 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 and just living a convenient, a convenient spiritual life, a convenient Christian life. A lot of Christians are convenient Christians. If you see them doing anything, it's because it's convenient. They are never inconvenienced. Never do anything that will rob them of their comfort, rob them of their, of, 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 of their, of their relaxation, rob them of their own time for themselves. Convenient Christians. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. But now, I mean afflicted. I have kept your word. <laughs> and how do you afflict yourself? How do you afflict yourself? You afflict yourself by fasting. We saw it there. Isaiah 58 verse 3. Wherefore have we fasted? Wherefore have we afflicted our souls? You afflict your souls by fasting. Because fasting is very painful. You can't live your life with just happiness. Happiness. That's what David was saying. He said, before he fasted, he went astray. But when he fasted, he was able to keep God's word and stay on track. Those who don't fast gradually move away from God. In Psalm 119, verse 71, the Bible says, It is good for me that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. There's a generation of Christians, many of whom are in the service, they don't know anything about suffering for God. They don't know it. It's not part of their life. To suffer for God is not part of their, it's not in their thinking. Like when Paul in Acts 19 asked the, uh, 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 the, the disciples whether they had received the Holy Ghost. He said, we've not even heard. We've not heard about the Holy Spirit. Some of you haven't heard that there's a life where you suffer for God. All you know is everything must be, you, you must come to church when the sun shines. You must pay tithes when you have money. You do it when you have time. It's when you have time that you serve God. But that's not how to serve God. To serve God, you squeeze time out of your normal life. You make the time. You cut off some things. There is nothing free. Nothing free. And today's believer is working with God, not having the understanding that there are difficult times with God. You see, those who don't fast, if you don't fast, is that one of the one of the ways we can tell, or you yourself should tell that you like convenience. You yourself should use it to tell yourself that mm, if I don't like fasting, it means that I like comfort, and that is not how to work with God. That's not how to work with God. In fact, Jesus said, the road, the road that leads to life is very narrow. It's very narrow. Narrow means that you don't have the luxury of many choices. 
If it is food, you can't choose between seven meals. The food is just one. Eat it and move on. The road which leads to life is a road with just one. With just, it's very narrow. You don't have time. It, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is difficult. It's difficult. Matthew 7, 14. Straight is the gate. And narrow is the way. And it leads to life. And few there be that find it. Yes. Verse 15. Let me see the next verse. Verse 15. Beware of false prophet. Go to verse 13. Let me see what is there. Yeah. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate. And broad is the way. That leads to destruction. And many there be which go in the rats. Wide means that you, you, you can choose to go to church or not to church. Look, be very careful if you have got a lot of choices. Be very careful. Beware of the Christian life. It's, beware. It's very dangerous. Don't go near it. A life where you have choices. You can choose between this, choose between this, and this, and this, and this, and that. It's dangerous. And that is what the Christian of today knows. You can choose on Sunday to go to church, or to sleep, or to wash, or to go and eat a mutual with your friends, or watch football, or watch EPL. You, we have choices. And that, that, that road is a road which leads to destruction. It destroys you. It destroys you. One of the things God does is that when you walk with him, he takes away a lot of the choices you have. You don't have the power to choose between this and that and that. You can't. Any life where you have choices, you have the power to choose what you want. Without God making an input and saying, this way or no way. That life of many choices, it's a very, very bad life. You will destroy yourself. That's what destroyed Adam. God reduces his options. That's what God does. He always cuts off your options. A lot of options, he cuts off, he cuts. He told Adam in the garden, you can eat this, you can eat this, but you can't eat this. This tree, you can't eat it. If you like, try it and see. You won't believe that I who made this garden and put you in it. I will drive you out of this garden. Try it and see. You can eat this, you can eat this, but you can't eat this. You can't. Because when you walk with God, he reduces your options. He reduces your options. You, when you wake up in the morning, you don't have options whether to go to Facebook or WhatsApp or your Bible or to pray or to, or to, or to, or to call a friend. It's, it must be a narrow road where your option is just one. one. Just one. one. Just one. No WhatsApp, no Facebook, you are praying. What is fasting? Fasting is 
the removal of, of options from your life. That, that is fasting. The removal of, of options. When you open your fridge, there's bread, there's tomatoes, there's mango, there is stew, there's rice. You open your cupboard, there is bread, there are biscuits, there's drink, there is this. And then all these options are cut off. And the, what is left? Don't eat. Don't eat. You can't eat the bread. You can't eat the biscuit. You can't eat the wache. You can't eat the, the fufu. You can't. Even though they are there, you can't touch it. Even though the food is there, you can't. Put it away and with an empty stomach, pray and wait on, on me. Yeah, that's fasting. And it's a narrow road. It's a very narrow road. Can I have the New Living Translation of Matthew 7:14? New Living Translation. But the gateway to life is very narrow. And the road is difficult. And only a few ever find it. Note that one. Only a few. Only a few. When you go to a church, you see 10,000 people, 40,000 people, 2,000 people, a large crowd. Only a few are walking on the road where options have been taken off. Yes. Only a few. The Bible says, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not my prophecy. So only a few ever find it. Only a few. There's food. But you are on the now today Tuesday today uh, 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 Wednesday I, I, I was on the narrow road of no food. That's what God does for Him to guide you, for Him to bless you. He takes away options. Remember this: God takes away options. He reduces your options. If your husband is not making you happy, you cannot go to your former boyfriend. If your wife is not pleasing you, you can't have a side chick somewhere that you use to, 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 to compensate for the, for the malnutrition at home. No. Eat that one. Be satisfied. I would say, let her breasts satisfy you. Let it. That is... I don't know how, but find a way of enjoying the breast. Carnabo oh. Shakata. I said, find a way. He said, let her breasts satisfy thee. Find a way. I said, find a way. She's a loving dear, a graceful doe. Let her breasts satisfy you always. Yeah. Even if the breasts don't want to come to you, you must have a way of going to the breast. Let it satisfy you. I'm preaching now. If the breasts are not coming to you, you don't go to your former girlfriend's breasts. You don't go to your secretary's breasts. You don't go to the breasts which are, which are waiting to be held. No. It's a narrow road. And few, few people walk on that road. Masatura. I'm talking about fasting. Fasting. When you meet a Christian who doesn't fast, you are looking at somebody who is also enjoying abominations if you meet a christian 
You yourself, as you don't fast, I'm telling you that look into your life carefully. There are certain things you shouldn't be doing that you are doing. Because once you take away the restrictions, you are free. And eating is just one. You see that you go into your life, other things. Other God will tell you today, don't eat. Don't eat. And then you eat. You say, then say, say don't, don't go to this website. You go there. Don't watch that. You watch it. Don't touch that man. You touch him. Don't touch that girl. You touch her. Because you are essentially somebody who takes off restrictions. You can't restrict me. I want to walk on the Broadway. I want, I, I want a life where, you see, broad, broad, broad. I mean, look at this stage. This is a Broadway. Broad stage. If I'm walking on this stage, I can, I can even <laughs> just dance and just move on. It's, it's a broad stage. Large, dancing and moving. But if you give me just a narrow strip to walk on, very narrow, there's no space for jumping out. The, the, the options are few. One, if you walk like that, and the road to life is like this road. The road to life is narrow. Don't be a Christian who does what you want to do. What you want to do is what you do. No. What, what you want to eat is what you eat. Psalm 11971. It is good for me that I've been afflicted. Affliction is good for you. Don't take it off. Fasting, it, 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 you, can, you can remove the word afflicted and put fasting there. It is good for me that I have been fasting. That I might learn thy statutes. Do you think that affliction there is sickness and disease? Why would God put sicknesses and diseases on you before you can learn? It's not that. God, God, God doesn't take any pleasure in afflicting you with cancer so you can learn what? If you didn't learn without cancer, it's not cancer that you make you learn. Fasting makes, it, it afflicts you and that affliction also makes you humble. Another word that is associated with fasting is humility. James 4.10 The word of God says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. You want to be lifted up? You want to be promoted by God? Humble yourself. Humble yourself and God will lift you up. And how do we humble ourselves? Psalm 35 verse 13. He said, I humbled my soul with dancing. Is that what the Bible says? I humbled my soul with dancing. I humbled my soul with eating. I humbled my soul with fasting. Psalm 35 and verse number 13. I humbled my soul with fasting. People, a lot of things we, think we, we, we feel represent humility are just empty and useless. Holding your pastor's Bible doesn't mean you are, you are, you are, you are humble. 
Speaking to your pastor with a, with a soft voice and with a, with a gentle voice doesn't mean, oh, Reverend, uh, what did you say I should do? I, I should call Nancy. All right. Bishop, I'll be coming soon. I, 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 I was once talking to a lady, married. And as I was talking to her, Bishop, oh, it's been a little long time since we met. And, uh, hmm. It's been, it's been difficult. My child was not very well. But I'm very sorry I couldn't call you. All right. Oh, Bishop, I'm very sorry. Please, please. Thank you very much. And as I was talking to her, her husband came. She was, the husband was looking for car keys or something. The husband said, oh, uh, um, Betty, uh, can I have that? What? I said, ah, but I put it there. I told you to. Bishop, I... I, I, I it's like the person is not humble. Speaking, speaking gently doesn't mean the person is humble. See her at home. Go and look at her at home. Holding a pastor's Bible, speaking softly, walking, walking gently. No. Humility is seen when you fast. During a fast, especially when you have not eaten for several days, you experience extreme weakness. Some of you don't fast. That's what I'm, I'm saying. That Not fasting. Some of you, your life, there's no fasting in your life. It means that in your life, there are no restrictions, no holds barred. During a fast, especially when you have not eaten for several days, you experience extreme weakness in your body. This kind of suffering in the flesh sobers you. It makes you humble. And if there is anything we need in this modern age of Christianity, it is humility. Remember that pride comes before a fall. And fasting will take away the pride that leads many to a fall. Fasting will take away the pride that leads many people to backslide. Because when you are too big, you will fall. Matthew 17, 21. Jesus was speaking. Matthew 17, 21. He said, This kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. This kind goeth not out, but by prayer and by fasting. There are certain problems that will never go until you fast. That's why there are certain problems you are facing in your spiritual life. Certain issues that you can't deal with, you can't overcome. is because you don't fast. Issues with pornography, fornication, masturbation, evil friends, bad company, things, habits you want to break away from and you can't. It's all because you don't, you don't fast. It's not everything you use, only prayer. This kind will never go. Except you combine fasting with prayer. This kind, this kind, this kind. May you use prayer and fasting to remove certain kinds of problems in your life. This kind. Whenever you, a problem is persistent, a problem is strongly showing up, ask yourself, have I fasted about this problem? Have I waited on God about this problem? He said, this kind. This kind will never go. Will never go. Fasting is not an option. Your Christian life, your Christianity, 
your spirituality cannot advance without fasting. It's a part of your life. In Matthew 6 and 16, Jesus did not say, if you fast. He said, when you fast, badal, 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 badal. When you fast, not if you fast. I pray today that everybody will remove it. Will, will, will remove that blocker and fast and let your health let your health even come. Isaiah 58 talks about the benefits of fasting and one of them is your health. Some of the sicknesses you see in the Christian world, in the kingdom of God are just because of continuous eating. Continuous eating. Clear breakfast, clear lunch, clear supper, the next day clear breakfast, clear lunch clear supper, you are like a clearing agent clearing agent even apart from the spiritual thing your health, not, not eating certain times improves your health it just improves your health and obviously when God gives us an instruction, he must have more things in mind than you may even be thinking about today i'm saying to you that judge yourself yes you're not fasting it's a sign that you will not last with god you're not fasting it's a sign you are 20 years you can't fast twice a week you are 18 years you can't fast three times a week you are 30 years you can't fast twice a week and your life just look at your body look at your cheeks Look at your body. Fat. It, it, it only has to take sickness for you to lose weight. You must get coronavirus and re recover before you lose weight. But on your own, we, we can't be there and see that brother, brother Ben is, has lost weight. Too much eating is not good. I dare you to introduce fasting and a fasted life into your life. The next symptom of backsliding is fasting less. People who fast less, they fast less. It's like they used to fast three times a week, two times a week. Now they fast once in four months. Some of you fast once a year. Some of you don't fast at all. If, you, if, if your fasting today is less than your fasting life some time ago, then you are backsliding spiritually. Yes. Yes. Some of you must begin a, a normal life of eating twice a day. Not, not because you are broke. Not because you, you don't have money. You should just start eating sometime once a day. It's called living a fasted life. A fasted life. And you add prayer to it. When you, when you, are, you, are, you are 
doing anything spiritual, but you are doing less and less and less of it. Less Bible reading, less Bible study, less quiet time, less prayer, and now less fasting. You are tending towards annihilation of your spiritual life. Total destruction of your spiritual life. Soon you will not be around. You will be a, a, a celebrated unbeliever. Yes. A celebrated unbeliever. Number three. Anger at correction. I said number three. The next one. Anger at correction. When you meet people who get angry when they are corrected, it's a sign that this person is going to leave. This person will, will not be with God for long. This person is about to backslide. Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 8. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. One of the ways we know whether you are wise or you are a fool is your, 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 your reaction to correction. You can tell who a person is. Not by the person's certificates, not by the person's degrees, but the person's response to correction. The response, the attitude, the face the person makes. A wise man will be happy when he's corrected because he will think through it and realize that he is being held. Watch out for people, including yourself, who cannot stand correction. When Jesus Christ, in John 8, 44, told the guys that you are of your father the devil, they became offended. They became offended. But he told Peter, he called Peter, Satan. said, get thee behind me, Satan. He wasn't offended. There's no record anywhere that Peter was bored. And Peter began to talk. And Peter began to have discussions with the other disciples about why? Small, small ministry we are doing. You say we are Satan. I mean, what is that? Why? He's too proud. He talks by heart. Never. We never. We, we know the things Peter said. And none of them was a bad reaction to this, this, this rebuke. Can your pastor rebuke you? Can you be corrected? Can you be told that something you did was wrong, you didn't do well? You can't. You can't. Some of you, the way you have arranged yourself, eh? the way you have made yourself, nobody can even talk to you. I'm talking about the way you have arranged yourself, the way you have arranged yourself, the way you have made yourself. Yes. You, you present yourself in a certain way. Even when, when somebody is coming to correct you, the person will be afraid. He will just shake your hand and say, Oh, oh even now coronavirus, you don't shake hands. Oh, oh Uncle, uh, Uncle John, how are you doing? It's been a while. Is everything okay? Meanwhile, he knows that you are sleeping with a chorister. That, that he should have come to rebuke you. He can't. Because the way you have made yourself, he's afraid. He's afraid. He's afraid. Watch out. Watch people's reaction to correction. The Bible says, better is a poor and a wise child 
than an old and foolish king who will no more be admonished. Ecclesiastes chapter 4. And, and in the church, we need to correct people. We need to correct people. We need to let people know that this is wrong. You don't wear this. You don't behave this way. You don't talk like that. We need to correct. And if you are here and you are angered at correction, it means that this is not your place. You probably belong to the kingdom of Satan. Here we correct. Here we correct. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 9. Hebrews 12, 9. He said, furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much be in subjection unto the father of spirits and live? Hebrews 12, 9. We had fathers, we, who corrected us? Fathers must correct. Pastors must correct. You must be disturbed that you are in a relationship with your pastor and he cannot rebuke you. Who are you? Who are you? That's why there are a lot of spoiled children around. Spoiled boys. The church eh, is a very important place. Because what your father couldn't do at home, we are doing it in the church. Yes. What your mother couldn't or wouldn't do at home, we are doing it. We see them all around. Girls who can cook. Who, who, who can bat. Who can dress well? We see them all around, all the time. They are all, all, all that we see them. Because at home, a mother should have sat the girl down for the girl to prepare wache. The mother even was even living somewhere, she's on her own. And we in the church are the ones. So if you are here, and you, as I hear, we correct. As I hear, we face. We'll face you. We'll face you. I said, we will face you. Get ready for facing. If you don't come for a meeting, we will face you. If next week you are not online for the service, we will call you and face you. Here, we correct. We correct. We correct. We correct people. You can't be here and not be corrected. You can't be here, it's always like, like you are some special person. No, 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 no. There's nothing special. There's nobody who has got any gifts that we, the church, ah, that, who are you? Like, 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 when you leave, the church will spoil. When you leave, the church will spoil. No, no, we may suffer by to be for a while. Ah, bad. Nobody should have the delusion that you are important in the church. I am not important, and so are you. If I fall down dead right now, somebody will preach next week. Ah, what are you talking about? How can the church end because of me? How can the church not move on because an instrumentalist has left the church? Or a pastor has left the church? Or a singer has left the church? Or a keyboardist has left the church? Since when? Since when did the shepherd leave the church for the church? The church is a militant church. It is marching on with or without you. You are just privileged to be on the bus. I'm just privileged to be on the train. But the church is already moving. Nobody has been able to stop the church. Not Pilate, not Herod, not Pharaoh, not Hitler, not Chamberlain. Nobody has been able, not Satan. Has. The, the church, clap your hands for the church.
So your exit, you leaving the church, has it, it cost the church nothing. Listen to me. I say, I say, there is nothing you have. Anything you did for the church was an opportunity God gave you to do something for a blessing. That the preaching I'm preaching now, it's a privilege God has given me to preach so that all the blessings in the Bible that inure to a person who preaches the word of God will come to me. That's all. I'm not important. So when you are in the church, be cool. You are gifted, but you are cool. You are not gifted, you are cool. You are rich, you are cool. Because you dare not leave God. It's foolish. Galatians 3.3 Only fools will begin in the spirit and end in the flesh. But it happens. So there are many fools in the church. Who begin in the spirit and end in the flesh. And it's that process I'm fighting tonight. It's like, that process I'm fighting tonight. I'm saying to you that as we are here, believe it that you can make mistakes. That you are not a perfect person. Believe it that you are, you are also with faults. And get ready to be corrected. Even sometimes, not all the corrections will be corrections you understand. You, you don't, ah, why? Why are you correcting me? But whether you believe it or not, just receive it. And smile. The last one for today. Allowing the curse of the world to choke the word. Classic. Backsliders. Classic. I mean, this is one of the classic. When I, I can give you names and dates. Mark 4.19. Mark 4. Christ was talking about a sower who, who went out to sow. Some seeds fell on the wayside, some on stony ground, some on thorny ground, and the rest on good ground. But in verse 19, it says, And the curse of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things, entering in, Entering in, choke the word, and it becometh unfruitful. Yes. Curse. Say curse. Yes. Watch out for people who care too much about the cares of the world. Note them. When, when you meet anybody who cares a lot about the cares of the world, you are looking at somebody. You should, you should be preparing to say goodbye to. We are not allowed to care too much about the cares of the world. The cares of the world are the legitimate concerns. Legitimate concerns. You have to pay bills. You have to buy fuel into your car. You have to pay water bills. You have to pay your children's school fees. It's normal. And to pay the fees, you must work hard. You must work very hard and get money. The curse of the world. Where am I going to get money to buy these things on this list to engage the girl? How? I have to go and do this job, cut this job, do this one, and do this one to have money for my engagement. How? Because, and they are, there's nothing demonic. 
there is nothing evil. Cares of the world are natural, legitimate, normal worries of the world. But ladies and gentlemen, they can never and must never be too powerful that they make you reduce your commitment to God. That because you must, you must make money to buy your engagement things, now you've taken up some part-time jobs which don't allow you to come for evening service in church. Because you must pay your bill, you are now, you are now uh, uh, doing some uh, extra jobs which don't make you come to church on Sunday morning. No, 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 no. No. You can sacrifice your sleep. You can sacrifice time with your friends. But don't go near your commitment to God. Nothing about you and God must reduce because of a care. It's the care of the world, the cares of the world that have made some of you not to pay your tithes. And you are sitting in a curse. So the care has brought a curse. The curse of the world have brought a curse. We've seen it all. People who, who you see that a, a, a genuine problem in their lives. Something, they write an exam and they fail and they must do extra classes. And because of the extra classes, they don't come to church. They don't come for rehearsals. Never allow the, the cares of the world must not, must not choke your spirituality. Having to pay your children's school fees can choke something, can choke that, but don't bring it near God. Don't, because there is nothing that is worth giving up God for. There is nothing that is worth sacrificing your relationship with God for. I know one of our lady pastors, many years ago, she was pregnant. She preached with the pregnancy. I, I, I know she gave birth on Sunday because she went into labor an hour after finishing preaching. She never allowed the pregnancy to, 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 to choke her ministry. She never backslid. She never reduced her commitment. She was doing everything. Attending choir rehearsals, building the church, preaching on Sunday with her pregnancy because the curse of this world must not be allowed. Must not be allowed. Today, as we end the service, I want you to take a decision. To take a decision today. That whatever is a concern, a care, you are a lady, you don't have a husband, you are 35. It's a care. You must be worried. It's a concern. I would care if at my age I didn't have a wife. It's a concern. But that need for a husband should not push you to lower your spirituality, lower your standards, and go and marry an unbeliever. The point is that don't allow the issues of your life to let you reduce your spirituality. Don't. 
That's why the three Hebrew boys said, we will never say that there is no God. We will never recant. If you must burn us, burn us. We need Christians who stand tall in the midst of issues and still commit themselves to God. We need people who will be preaching when their child is dying. We need people who will be going on missions when they don't even have the money to take care of their family. We need it. That I'm going anyway. And we are going. We are going to serve God. We are giving ourselves to God. Yes. That, that's why even Christ didn't marry. You know. If we had known all these things early. But <laughs> he didn't marry. Because can you imagine if Christ was married to uh, 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 who? Rebecca. And he's on the cross. Rebecca will bring the children. Look at the face. Look at your children. Who, who, who will pay school fees? Look at this boy. This boy is even not well. He's a secular. As you are going, you are going to kill yourself for the world. Have you killed yourself for the family? Look at this girl. Are you looking at her face? Cry, cry. Ma, cry. And as Christ is on the cross, he said, no, you know something? It's okay. I'm coming down. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming down. I'll be crucified next month. Let me go and spend some time with the family. But when he was on the cross, there was nothing that was preventing. Even his mother, he said, John, take care. He had a mother. The mother, Christ's mother was a care of the world. It's one of the cares. As I stand here, my mother is my care. If I've got seven problems in life, one of them is my mother. Just that Jesus also had a mother. But Jesus did not allow her mother, his mother to prevent him from dying. He just sorted her, his mother out. Gave her to John. John, take care of her. I gotta go. Watch out. Watch out. For chokers. Watch out. And I'm talking about normal life's problems. Yes. You don't have money in your pocket. Find a way of coming to church. If you must walk, walk. If you must beg a brother to drop you, beg a brother, beg a sister. But never, determine right now, never to allow the cares of this world to choke it. Otherwise, you will backslide. Because as for problems, there are problems in life. Today it is exam. Tomorrow it is beloved. The next day it is your wife. The next day it is your health. The next day it is this. The next day it is that. But you, you must not allow. You must not allow. I have preached here to you sick, very sick, but you wouldn't know. We are broke and we are preaching. We are disturbed and we are preaching. Because we must not allow. I also have children, I have a wife, I have, I've got a family. I must have problems. I must have problems. I must have problems. But we learn not to allow. We don't. We don't. So when you see us preaching, we have given our children to some John to keep for, for us. We have given our, our issues to someone to keep for us. But we are preaching anyway. May you never allow any care to let you reduce your commitment to God. Never. 
Never. Never. If you are writing exams, write it and come to church. Write it and write the church's exam. I tell you, whatever it is, you are having your engagement. You see girls, they are, they are going to have their wedding. For one week, they don't come for rehearsals. Because they are busily chasing balloons. They are busily chasing uh, 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 flowers. Only for them to marry and be beaten. Want to see a girl having her wedding on Saturday and she was at the all night on Friday praying. Oh, yes. She, she, she closed at five and went home to go and uh, dress up. God is my all. God is my all. I'm broke, but I'll be in church. My phone has been stolen, but I'll find a way of getting in touch with those who are shepherds to know what is going on. Not allow. I won't allow. I won't allow hunger. I won't allow poverty. I won't allow sickness. I won't allow family issues. I will not allow anything. I'm preaching about backsliding. That one of the reasons people backslide is that they allow. They allow. The word is allow. Because what you are using not to come to church, somebody has the same problem and is doing more in, in the church. You allowed it. You allowed it. I pray for you today. That God, by his hand, will hold you and preserve you. And keep you on the narrow path. And keep you on the path. Uh, Today, lift your two hands and begin to pray that God will give you the strength to afflict yourself. To fast. To fast. Masataba. To to do away with certain things. Certain needs. To, to To be able to have something. Have access to something. I said, no. 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 No, it's not mine. I won't touch it. This food is not mine. This food in the fridge is not mine. I won't touch it. Makatalaba. Rekasunalaba. Ramazindelebosa. Shama Nimoka Mayanda. Remamazandalaba. Ramamazindolobo. Le mama mama. Le kabosa. Le mama. Ladababa. You are in school and you are serving God. You are a student and you are a shepherd. Yes, you are writing exams and you are doing follow-up. Yes. Lift your hands. Lift your hands and thank God for what you heard today. Lift your hands and just pray. And thank God for what you've heard today that the Lord should keep you. The Lord should preserve you. The Lord, thank Him, thank Him, thank Him, thank Him for the knowledge He has brought. For the knowledge He has brought. Manamazinalaba, ah kadababa, laba. Remove your life. You remove your life. Lift your hands and pray. Now pray and remove your life from a life of many options. That you can choose between this and this and this. No. When you walk with God, the road is narrow, narrow. Remove yourself from the broadway. 
That's not life. It leads to destruction. It will destroy you. It will destroy you. You can choose to listen to gospel, listen to that, listen to that. You watch pornography, you watch a pastor preaching, you watch this. No, you must have, you must have blocks and restrictions on your life. Restrictions on your life. Lift your hands and pray. That's a Christian life. That's a Christian life. The road, the road is narrow. The road is narrow. Mazindo la babayandala baba shaman derebe le mama mama le mama ramama pregnancy can't make you backslide pregnancy cannot make you backslide nothing at all nothing your father has died your mother has died your whatever has died you are still strong in the lord strong in the lord strong in the lord strong in the lord Strong in the Lord, Masandala Baba, Iko Milela, Lambra Mosa, Tababa, Ashamaloma, Lembre Mazebe, Lembre Mazebe. Thank you, Father. We thank you. Lift your hands and bless Him for today. And if you are here in this service and you feel that you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your personal Savior, I want to pray with you right now. And lead you in a simple prayer to give your life to Christ. I want to pray for you. Just close your eyes and pray after me. Say, Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father I, come I come to you today because I realize I am a sinner. I've gone far from you. I've done many bad things. I am dirty. I am torn. Please receive me and make my life whole again wash me cleanse me make me pure help me Jesus to live for you today I declare that I am born again I'm a child of God I'm a child of God I am born again I am a child of God thank you Jesus for my salvation for my salvation and everyone join me and say after me Heavenly Father Today, I block the spirit of backsliding. I block the spirit of the Broadway. No fasting. Less fasting. Today, I declare in the name of Jesus that no care of this world, no problem of this world will, 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 will stop me from following you. I will walk with you. I'm determined to serve you. Today, I give you my strength. I give you my days. Help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus.